public or anything in the garage. I'm Corey Culp. I'm not Corey Culp. I'm Freddie Wong. So it's March 13th. That's the 14th. It's 13th today. It's 14th if you're listening to this for the first time. Uh, yes. On the day of release, it's the 14th. Uh, hey, it's on Monday too. We got it. We got We nailed it. <laughs> it's just a miracle we get anything out anymore. Yeah. What's been going on, man? How's, how's work been for you? Oh, uh, you know, it's uh, a struggle to every day. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just, uh, you know, that's why I don't like working in LA. Yeah, I get that. I'd rather just be on location somewhere. Uh-huh. It's no bueno. Well, I'm, I'm technically on location every day. <laughs> True. And uh, there, they decided, facilities there decided to tear down the New York facade. What? Yeah. They're turning on the back, the back lot? No, I mean, you know, granted our back lot's not very. Right. It's not, but I mean, it's. And ironically, it's very front, it's very front lot. (laughs) Very front lot uh, there at uh, Fox. Well, so we do, I guess that means uh, no more sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) Well, I don't, I think. (laughs) They're going to build that somewhere else. I know. I think the guy's relocated anyway. I don't even think they're on the lot anymore because they've been doing their podcast uh, with, with video now. Oh, right. And because of that, I mean, they look like they have a new office. And I hadn't seen them on the lot well, since the pandemic started. Yeah, so, they, shoot in, they just shoot interiors. It's just in the bar now. Because yeah. it's literally like Dante's. It's fucking <laughs> Dante's Inferno. No exit. Yeah. Sarte. Yeah. Yeah. What is that, right? Is yeah. that is that, uh, is that no exit? Well, you know what's been funny is they, Glenn, Charlie, and Rob have all been doing this. They've been doing the, the video version of the podcast for a bit. And they actually brought Megan Gans along with them, who Megan is a writer that I've talked about on the show before. She's a friend and she's been writing fairly from community, modern family. And of course she created with Rob and Charlie day created mythic quest, which we've plugged on the show quite a bit. So she's actually been their quote unquote engineer and every once in a while she'll talk and stuff. It's been kind of cool seeing that it's, it, they have a fun little office and their, their podcast is a blast. I don't know. Here's a podcast, running a podcast, but if you're a sunny fan and you're not already watching it, you're missing out. Is it as exciting as when Mark and Brian had a TV show? It's everything people thought Mark <laughs> and Brian's TV show was going to be, <laughs> but it actually is. Oh, gotcha. Entertaining. Yes. Very funny. So <laughs> anyway, that's been, uh, that's been fun to listen to and watch. I, I find like, if I try to listen to the, to the sunny podcast, it's not as fun as watching it because watching Charlie day get amped up is the, you know, half the, half the fun. Sure. So. And, you, and you don't have to watch fist fight to do it. No. Uh, I watched his, uh, he and Jenny Slate did a show recently, a movie recently for, uh, for prime called, I want you back. It was really funny. I mean, those two together are uh, chemistry out the ass and they're super funny together. And that's a fun one. If you haven't seen any, it's, it's, I, I've seen people refer to it as a formulaic rom-com, but by this very nature, aren't romantic comedies formulaic? Yeah. I mean, that's the whole, yeah. that's what that's why, it's, means. It's, that's why it's got a subgenre. It's pretty yes. much built into it. Correct. Always, those, the best ones always work based on chemistry and performance. And it's not always about how funny it is. We all know how most of the, most of the time they end. It's most just, a, it's a romantic drama. If you don't end up together, then it's a romantic drama. You can't have a romantic comedy and have them not end up together. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's weird. I mean, uh, most of them aren't funny anyway. I mean, or, you know, I don't know. Define funny. 
Yeah. Well, I just said comedy. I, I didn't say it was funny. No, no. I'm just saying like in general, like, you know, oh, the yeah. term just gets a little tagged onto a lot of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we give too many subgenres. Too many, dude. Let's just call them movies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what, and we get back to that. What's it like kind of thing? What's that movie like? Well, it's like this. And then, oh, it's a romantic comedy. <laughs> it's like 90 minutes. <laughs> that's what I like to say. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway. Hey, are you excited that they're bringing back that 90s show? No. <laughs> I don't even remember watching it. I'm only, oh no, it's never been on. It was oh, that 80s show. That was yeah, no, dude, they're bringing, they're recycling it. They're bringing back Red and Kitty Foreman. Awesome. You know, Donna and fucking, what's his face, got married and they have kids now. And, uh, you know, Red and Kitty are taking care of it. It sounds hilarious. It sounds super funny. Yeah. Yeah. Real original, real uh, funny. Sounds like it. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Well, I finished Pam and Tommy, which was actually really well done. And, and yeah. It, it, did you like it? I mean, my, my biggest complaint is it doesn't look very good. I feel like well, it I think just it doesn't look, it looks worse than their reality show. No, I think, but that was, I mean, I just thought that was fairly intentional, but. Uh, yes, but, but you know, I don't know that it works for me. I, it worked for me. Just fine. Well, you know, it was funny. Well, there was that moment when they go to pick up the waterbed where where Rand, you know, Seth Rogen's character and the other construction guy go to pick up the thing. You know, they, I mean, there's so much from Santa Cruz that they shot <laughs> right there. And they shot behind the Arby's of that scene over there on Soledad and Sierra. It was funny because Arby's. Yeah. Right next to the FTD. And if, if you see in the, on the reverse, you know how the, yeah, that, the toppers, it's in that old bank building across the street. They had to like CG out all the, the Toppers logo and everything. Yeah. Interesting. I think that was the only thing I saw from, from that. You know what? By the way, you know, Joey and I hadn't seen Whiplash yet until we watched it last weekend. And I guess I didn't remember it, but the car accident they're doing, it's in the industrial center, making me think that they probably shot some of their interiors over at the Santa Cruz Studios, just my guess. Oh, I would bet. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, so think I, I think I knew somebody who worked on that yeah. thing. Sounds about right. But yeah, being a drummer that he is, he enjoyed the movie quite a bit and anyway, fun stuff. Uh, what else did I finish? I finished, oh, oh, I've been watching two other shows. I've been watching The Dropout, mm -hmm. which has been, man, to see free, dude. Holy shit, dude. She channels Elizabeth Holmes like in a, such a beyond scary way that her speaking cadence and the, the way it always changes, it's, it's pretty wild. And what else? Oh no, I'm deep, deep, deep into, into Dollface, which is Kat Denning's show, which is, I plugged a while back, but this is the second season I've been slow to get back to because of college basketball. Uh, so, oh, so two, two other things. Let's just get to the sports stuff right away. And since one actually pertains to my job, you know, ML, Bing, yeah. MLB has got their shit together and they're going to hopefully make, start on time. Yeah. I mean, how many games have we canceled though? I mean, or is that still happening? I don't know. I don't know the details of it, but it was overshadowing everything is the thing that directly affects me. And that's our, our A team for the NFL. Our broadcast team has moved on to ESPN. What? <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. It, I mean, they were belly aching, not belly aching, but they were talking about it during conference championship this year. And I'm like, you know, you know how I am about football, like whatever it pays my bills. But I'm rarely there anymore when the games are happening. I was, uh, I, I, I was surprised, honestly. You know, I mean, the thing is, 
the A team, in this case, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, they only do one game a week anyway. It's always the A game. So what's the difference if it's Sunday night football, Monday night football, or the one A game on, or CBS? You only do one game a week. So it's not like you can get, it's not like you can do a Sunday game. And then, well, I mean, technically he did, they were doing Thursday games. Right. You know, but we don't have the Thursday games anymore. Amazon's yeah, got them Yeah, it now. moved to Friday night on Amazon, right? Yeah, is it, is it really Friday night? Yeah, it's Friday night baseball <laughs> is, what they're, is what they're calling it. Oh, no, I meant football. Oh, no, no. Well, Amazon's got Friday night baseball, too. Well, that's interesting. So, because they, so they got Friday night or baseball. Or maybe I'm fucking this up. Maybe it is football. Well, I don't <laughs> no, know. No, but no, I, it's not. It's baseball because no, they have they have the no, Thursday night yeah, game already. I, and yeah. now they got Friday night baseball. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hear them changing the date for football. I just knew that we I just knew that our last Thursday night football like was around Thanksgiving. Not that I care. <laughs> it's just it's Thursday night busyness, dude. Like we're already busy anyway, preparing for Sunday's games. We don't need that, that shenanigans too. And we haven't, I mean, for the most part, because of how things have been the last three seasons because you know you got to count the 2020 2021 season and the upcoming 2022 season it's gonna be really weird anyway because we're not i don't know is is this next year gonna be the first year that they actually did like start the season and on time and training camp on time and and that it's a normal i don't know it's it's (laughs) i just tell me turn around there's some new thing going on and i know you're not on twitter anymore but I, i i don't I have such a hard time digesting anybody talking about, I mean, on social media, anybody talking about anything other than one fucking the world that's about to end, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? It's, I'm not laughing about at that the situation. I'm just laughing at the silliness that that's online. Just people trying to not talk about what's really going on, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Indeed. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dwell on it too much. I'm just. I'm just want to acknowledge it. That's all. It scary shit, dude. You know, it. <laughs> I didn't think we would ever be back to this place again, but you know, we're stupid humans. You know, stupid humans. Seven dollars for gasoline. <laughs> yeah, man. There's a mobile station at Olympic in Westwood. I was driving home at night. And they've always been super pricey, even though you only have to go two more blocks and you can get it for a dollar cheaper. <laughs> I don't sure. understand why they charge so much there. But I'm not kidding. I drove past it on Thursday night. It was six seventy-seven, eighty-seven, and ninety-seven. Yeah. I my uh I've had to I have I've had to t- I have to test for this show in Venice. <laughs> so yeah, I have to drive. That. Yeah, man. So like I had to get gas. I got all the way over there and realized that I was blinking. I was like, fuck. Can I make it back to the valley? Uh, it's not that far, but traffic. Uh, mm-hmm. So I got gas in Venice. And it was six six seventy seven for gas, like right at uh, Lincoln and Olympic or whatever the fuck, wherever you get off there, off the ten. Costco went from five oh nine on Monday to yesterday. I looked at it on Saturday. I looked at it. It was five thirty nine. So it got us thirty thirty cents in five days. I totally forgot I have a car. I totally forgot I could guess of a castle. But <laughs> past I just, one too. <laughs> well, I just never have time. Like, you know, it's like, there's like the line. I just, you know, but when I have to get gas, I usually get it. I'm either getting it on the way into work or the way back. On the way in, I don't have time to sit. I, I, I did drive by it the other morning when I got coffee and I was like, holy shit. It was like 730 and I was like, good yeah. God. Yeah. 
people just waiting to get up and go, I go get gas, I gotta get gas. When I went to Sam's Club to get gas on Thursday on my way out to work, and I thought for sure it was gonna, it was 529 then. Like I said, it went up 10 cents the next day. Wow. But yeah. And I don't understand why um, it was this the situation, but it was super, the lines were super short for me. I think we weren't a big deal, which surprised me because I thought, man, it's such a massive difference, a full dollar difference. But then it was only, but then it was only 449 and we weren't at war yet. So we weren't, but the world wasn't about to be, the world wasn't on total fire yet. Right. Uh, but it's getting there. It's getting it's, there. It's a slow burn. Mm. Uh, so two things I did finally get around to watching which actually I kind of enjoyed both of them. Um, and I didn't think that I was going to enjoy either one of them. Um, one would be, the first one would be um, Rebecca Hall's uh, passing mm-hmm. with uh, Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega. You know, technically, and just kind of the movie itself visually is super cool, man. And uh, if you deep dive and if you want, if you're, if you're into it, you know, do a little research and, you know, there's, you could find several articles on how they achieved this look. Um, but a super interesting movie. You know, I, I, I had no idea what it was about. I mean, it was sitting in a stack of screeners forever. And I was like, well, maybe I ought to check this out. And, uh, it's an interesting, um, passing. I was like passing what, you know, and then I looked at it and I'm like, Oh, so what it is, is, do you know about, do you know anything about it? Have you seen it? No. Okay. So, uh, it follows the, it's the unexpected reunion of, uh, Two, two friends grew up together and went to high school, Tess Thompson, Ruth Nega, and sort of we pick them up a few years later in their adult lives. And uh, one of them is passing themselves as white in nineteen in the 1920s. Whoa. Um, yeah, and, I mean, there's some really great performances. The, the two leads, they're both great. And then Bill Camp as Hugh is... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to, I don't want to give away the film because I didn't know anything about it and I really enjoyed it. So, you know, it's on Netflix now. It's probably been on Netflix since October, but I was, you know, I was gone for most of that. <laughs> if you get a chance, check that out. And then a couple of days ago, I uh, came home and I put on Coda on Apple. Ah. Have you watched Coda? Oh Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I mean, I enjoyed it, man. I didn't yeah. think that I was going to, yeah. but I certainly did. It's, it's um, fucking good. It's really yeah, good. man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not not what I was expecting. No, I was you know? the same way. I was the same way. Uh, I, I, I had no idea what, uh, that I had no idea, child of a deaf adult, <laughs> Coda. To me, I was like, oh, you know, when I think of Coda, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. I think of the final Led Zeppelin record, which isn't good. <laughs> It was never good. <laughs> we saw the trailer for it when we were at, I think, we, was something. It's the typical trailer that you see when you go to, you go to Lemley, which is where I saw the first trailer for it. And I thought, oh, did you already? I could just feel the manipulation, right? But it does. it's not that at all. The trailer says, I mean, the trailer doesn't sell a different movie, but the vibe of the trailer really kind of makes you think that this is super awardsy, not just you know what you're getting in yourself into, but it's not that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's another thing, you know, if you, if you have Apple TV, check it out, you know, I mean, it's funny because I always say, don't believe the hype, but I hadn't heard a lot of hype about the movie until, you know, it, until the nominations were out. And then again, it's 
been, it's in a stack of stuff that's been sitting here for months. So of course, did I watch an Apple TV? No, man, I put the disc in. <laughs> of course you did. Why wouldn't I? Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, also, uh, I just caught up on station 11 on HBO max, which is, uh, you know, I got to finish that. Um, and then have you seen foundation? Have you started foundation? I have not started now. It's interesting, man. The first episode is beautiful. I might've already said this on the last episode. I don't really remember, but, um, you know, it's like Dune, but brought, but cut up into one hour chunks instead of four hours of where am I? When is this going to end? Right. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, this is, uh, foundations based on, uh, uh, the Isaac Asimov novels. So, uh, and, but you know, you get some great performances in here. I mean, you know, if you like Jared Harris, you're going to totally dig this. He's great at it. Um, it. It's beautiful to look at too. It's, it's, uh, again, I kept seeing the uh, trailer for it. You know, and it was one of those things that kept getting like emails for screenings or for, you know, they were doing a, uh, you know, like a virtual screening with Q and A's and this and that and the other. I didn't do any of that stuff. <laughs> right. Cohen had mentioned it, how beautiful the first episode was and that I should check it out because I would dig it. And uh, lo and behold, I did dig it. There and you I go. Went, and I've gone through all 11 episodes. <laughs> so check that shit out. I had to take a break from Stargate SG-1 to watch something that was made in the last year or two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also should mention too on, on Hulu. Um, uh, Cop Mi shop. Mimi cave. <laughs> music video director that you probably have seen some of her stuff. Uh, mainly or she's worked that she's done with the band sleigh bells. As uh, she did a hair directorial debut feature film debut. Um, it was a movie called fresh with, uh, I, funny enough, uh, Sebastian Stan in it and uh, Daisy Edgar Jones. It's uh I don't want to talk about it other than it's on HBO and, and watch it. Don't, don't, don't read anything. Just hit play. Don't, don't no trailers, no summarization, even in simple log line that Hulu has, just don't do it. Hit play. Just watch it. Uh, I, I don't want to say any more about it because they really down on some weird alleys. Oh, by the way. So the day after I say, Hey, everybody, this, uh, the deep water movie, the new Adrian line movie that I, that I talked about with, with Affleck and the Armas, they put out a full on trailer. <laughs> they went past the, the coolness of that simple little 30 second dialogue exchange that the two of them had, which is like, as soon as I saw there was a trailer, I'm like, I'm not watching that because the teaser is perfect. And you just know that, that the trailer was going to spoon feed when the other one was giving you just what you needed, you know? So it's a, uh, so anyway, that, uh, that's a crazy trailer, but anyway, so fresh Mimi cave. It's again, it's another one of those things where the cast really just carries the movie. And, uh, anyway, that's a good one. And you're already on Hulu. So there you go. Hulu. So they drop out. Oh, and I've, I mentioned a while back too. Um, the thing after watching dropout, I mentioned before how much I enjoyed, um, dope sick, but these three shows have been really like setting the the table for Hulu to really dive into some Emmy wins because the performances and and everything in them have been so good. All three of those productions have just. I mean, I I would have never when I remember when they first announced the the casting for Pam and Tommy. I'm like, going first of all, I was like, what are you guys doing? 
You mean because Sebastian stands five eight? Yeah, it was all that. It's simple little <laughs> things like well, you know right. the, the fact that I've stood next to Tommy Lee dozens of times over the years, having conversations with him. I know he's almost as tall as I am. So yeah, it was a weird thing, but it worked. He got the cadence down, and he really had Tommy nailed. Yeah, um, totally. And he's his, no Machine Gun Kelly. But. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it's all fairness to Machine Gun Kelly didn't do yeah. a, didn't do a terrible job. No, he did not. Yeah. But um, the one thing that bugged me most about the show, and it's like you know, you you, you suspension of disbeliefs what it is, but the dude that they have playing Vince Neil, what the fuck was that? Why is it always like that? Why is the person playing Vince Neil? Uh, never really even close to well, Vince. Well, even the dude from the dirt looks more like him than this. This guy looked like this guy looked like he was standing in for the dude from Nickelback. <laughs> I was gonna say it's kind of like yes, uh, it's kind of like if you look if you tick Errol Flynn, fat Errol Flynn. That's kind of what he looks like, right? And then there's a moment in the thing where the 1996 version of Motley Crue is playing in the old Tower Records parking lot. By the way, props to the guy that still owns the building to, for still getting the tower yeah. record <laughs> rebuild there like once every year and a half or something. But there's a, there's a, it's funny because the, the, the voice alike that they use for Vince Neil when they perform in this parking lot is pretty damn good. And I know it's not him 100% because it's not even a real Motley Crue song, which I thought was really bizarre. <laughs> I wonder if that's the licensing thing they could. Oh, I'm uh, sure, but but the fact right. that they decided to cook up a real a different song that's like them was really funny. But whatever. Yeah, I would. I want to. You know, now that you said, I'm going to kind of look that. I wonder is that song somebody wrote it now, or is it, or is it a song that was written in 1986, but <laughs> and just somebody sat on it and they're like, dude, finally we can use this song. I don't know, man, because like at that time that was such a weird thing because they had. It was a weird transition because Electra Records was not going to put that record out without Vince Neil on it. Right. Because of the poor showing of the the previous album without him on it, which is a funny, you know, people still think it's the almost the, the best album, record, the best album that they ever put out. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, isn't it funny? Like, isn't that kind of like uh, that people think that that is the best crew record and don't people also kind of weirdly sometimes say that native tongue is the best poison record. Yeah. Funny. Isn't that how that works? Huh? Hmm. <laughs> or are they the same record? I don't know. Are they? Maybe. <laughs> um, anyway, but so I forget what, what does this wood face or wood face. <laughs> well, man, we're going on crowd house now. What's going on? <laughs> oh, forget it, man. I Keep know, going. I know. I know with you. Do I have to cut that out now. No. Okay. Why not? Why? I don't know. Hey, I don't you know, care. I was super bummed. I was promoting Zach's movie, The Rainbow, the other day to somebody, and it's not on Prime anymore. I mean, it is for rental or purchase, but I was like, I was bummed that it wasn't there anymore. Oh, yeah. It's weird. Like, I don't, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of licensing stuff. Yeah. Uh, Zach was, you know, we were going, he was telling me about it. Because uh, I think Milius moved too. Yeah. And, well, Milius has always been a moving target anyway on Prime. I've always looked <laughs> like, I, the fact that it ever shows up, it should show up on Epics more, but it doesn't, which is kind of a bummer. Like now it's on Pluto. Pluto. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Watch Amelia and Pluto, <laughs> wherever you can. Sarah, it's free. You just got to do the commercial thing. Yeah. Right. If you still haven't, and you know what, if, if, if you haven't seen it yet, or if you haven't seen it in a while, there's a reason enough to watch it. Anyway, dude, this is a short and sweet one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Uh, I think one of these days we might actually put out another movie episode. I have, I don't know what, I've been dealing with some stuff with, which yeah, has been resolved, which has been Lib- resolved. Libsum. And Libsum's been difficult. And, but I've, it's settled now because otherwise you wouldn't be hearing this unless you're on Patreon. And um, we have our other movie already lined up. We just haven't figured out when to record because your show has been what it's been. And my show has been never ending because it's sports. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's real hard. I mean, it's just the whole like, you know, work front, dude, I swear, man, zoom meetings and the, <laughs> and the amount of emails and text chains are like, cause you know me, I think I always say I fucking despise group texts yep. and there's like 10 threads daily, like with t- 10 people on them. You know, and a lot of the people are the same. So like sometimes, you, you know, there's a lot of like responding to the wrong. I just literally don't respond to the feeds. Like I just will call the person that I need to get the information to. Can't do it. Yeah. It's like, you know, when the first two names are always, you know, have besides trying to open an app, it's, it, I don't know how efficient uh, not having an office is. I think it also kind of, it also makes people way maybe just people in the art department. I can only speak for them, but the amount of double and triple and quadruple checking that people are doing on things is like, and, and, uh, you know, the amount of missed information or the, or the not even missed information, misinterpreted in, in, in uh, information. Is that such a thing? <laughs> yeah, man. Apparently it is on this. That's lovely. God. What a nightmare. And, and yeah, it's just, you know, and we're basically everything is going to be shooting in Pasadena. So, you know, it's driving over in Pasadena, the, the world's easiest place to make a movie. Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> Nobody in before seven, everybody out by 10. Yeah. It wasn't, the, it was a lot easier back when John Carpenter made his movie. Sure, man. A lot Back easier. when they shot, uh, you know, I, every time I watch season of the witch, yeah. When uh, Tom Atkins is on the phone with a six pack of beer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just kills me. Yeah. I went through, well, I actually dumped off of Instagram. I just took it off my phone again. I just too many like uh, notifications of stuff. I don't care. And also it's a time suck. I find. Okay. Yeah, no, I just, but I, I mean, I took, I keep pulling it off. I don't kill my account. I just take it off my phone. Ah, uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> there it is. So, That's all the news. That is the news. Uh, so if you do want to follow the show on Twitter, it's at Karate Pod. Same thing with the uh, Instagram account. And if you want to follow us on Letterboxd, you follow Corey at Corey underscore Cope. Or if you'd like to support the show on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash KITG podcast. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll 33 on Instagram. I might not. <laughs> follow you back or I might not even know, but that's where it is. And if you'd like to follow me on letterboxd, it's at Tom Cody letterboxd letterboxd. Yeah. That thing. Try to play it cool. I like you. Have me in your head. Just like that. Wish I never told you. It's killing me to wonder